Real quick, before we continue with the episode, I want to let you know that if you're a creative person who wants to share your creative gift or whatever you're passionate about with other people and create an online community, a podcast is an amazing way to do it. And you can start a podcast today with Anchor by Spotify. It's such an easy way to make a podcast. Trust me, I'm not a tech person and I did it. So if I can do it, honey, you can too, okay? Anchor has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And you can host on Anchor and it will distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So you don't have to worry about, you know, uploading your podcast to all these different sites. And it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's 100% free. So there you go. Let's go. Start your podcast, create your online community, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, without further ado, let's continue. Welcome to the Creatively by Estelle podcast. My name is Estelle F. Barry and I'm your host. I'm so, so glad that you're here. This show is all about staying creative in medical school or a grad program or professional program of any kind. You are welcome here. So let's get creative and let's get into this episode. All right. Hey, Ezzy. Ohaya. How are you doing? I'm pretty good today. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm really excited because you are one of the kindest, funniest, (laughs) (laughs) most like, I don't know, you just like light up the room and you have a really good personality. So I'm glad that we got to chat and I'm glad that we're friends and yeah, everyone that I know who knows you speaks so highly of you. So yeah, <laughs> Thank you're you. just, you're just a great that. a great person. So I'm glad that you're on here. And I when I first reached out to you, it was because you like posted about men's health month being in November. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool to talk about self-care, um, especially in medical school and like to talk about mental health and stuff like that, emotional health. So I think we could have a good conversation about that today. Absolutely. But let's start with your journey to medical school. How did you get here? What brought you to the medical field? Um, And yeah, tell us more about who you are, basically, and how that led you to medical school. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to be here and be able to talk about my story. Um, So yeah, my kind of journey to med school is not the traditional one. Coming from like a Nigerian background, most people think that I was forced into going to medical school and either that or becoming a doctor or, or I mean, becoming a lawyer or engineer or something. But I actually was interested in medicine um, starting in my um, undergrad. I went to Colorado State University um, as a bio major. And as I got into my junior year, I was doing more human biology rather than Um, plant and zoology. So that's where I started getting interested into how the human body works, how the Mm -hmm. human body heals and changes and um, reproduces and things of that aspect. So from there, um, I got involved with the internship um, in my hometown of Denver through the uh, University of Colorado School of Medicine. So it's called... um, UPP, so that was just an undergraduate pre-health program. So people that are looking into going into not only the medical field, but like 
dentistry, mm-hmm. um, any other fields of medicine and healthcare. Um, so people in undergrad had a cohort of about 30 people. And so from there, I was doing um, shadowing opportunities, um, collaborating with fellow students that are um, interested in applying to med school, working on uh, letters of recommendation and your personal statement, all that kind of stuff. And then I eventually got in touch with um, one of the deans at Ross. So Mm -hmm. she actually came and um, talked to our cohort. Mm -hmm. And I was, I never considered going to med school in the Caribbean. Um, But I was like, let me, let me find out more information from this um, lady. And I kept in touch with her um, throughout my, the rest of my junior year and my senior year. Um, And then um, from there, just checking in, I finally graduated um, from CSU in August, 2020. I was like, let me, let me see if I get into this school. Let me just it'll just be the first one maybe i'll get in maybe i won't and i got in and i was like oh i got it <laughs> i did not expect i did not i honestly didn't expect to get in because i was just like i was not the traditional student my gpa wasn't the best at that time but i think from working with um and connecting early with that administrative um that admin um helped put me in a position of this is what i need to do in order to prepare for med school and actually am I going to be comfortable going to this med school in particular so right that's kind of the story and here here I am almost what's that yeah about literally a year later wow um I'm in my second semester now so congrats thank you that's awesome Wow. So it was the first one that you applied to and then you got in. Yes. And you're yes. Like, okay, so I kind it. of put Perfect. all my eggs in one basket. Well, there you go. I'm glad it worked, I'm glad it worked out for you. Definitely. So that's good. So how's the transition been? Because, I mean, coming to med school on its own is its own transition. But then also the fact that we're on an island, that's right. like another additional transition. Um so, I mean, especially if you want to talk about self-care, if you want to talk about mental health here, like how has the adjustment been now being on the island, being in medical school? How do you, how, how has it been for you? Um, I would honestly say it's kind of been a little rocky. Um, I obviously coming from Colorado, I come from a very cold or a place with very sporadic weather. So coming here, I, w- I was just trying to escape the snow, honestly. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I'll can. i yeah. be living on an island. I can go to the yeah. beach every two minutes and stuff like that. So um, the adjustment was very good at first. But I think as, I think since we're in this new normal of yeah. COVID, I think that really puts a lot of things into something that's not normal that right. we were, that we're not used to but i mean that's what's good that's what right. it's going to be for whoever knows how long but i would say that affected my um or is affecting my kind of mental health in the sense that obviously med school is a lot um 
for you physically, mentally, emotionally, socially. Um, but being able to have some sort of release from med school is what I feel like is kind of difficult now that we um, are on this island. Of course, it's it's a privilege to be on this island and coming from the States and everything or from a different country. But um, yeah, I think just being able to go go to the usually back home I would go to like a volleyball gym and Mm -hmm. on the weekends and that would just be my like workout on the weekends and also just time to interact with some friends as well but here I can't do that anymore because there's restrictions on everything um so it's just kind of like I have to find some sort of way to release but I don't necessarily I'm not like a gym rat but (laughs) I go to I go to the gym because I, yeah, you need to work out yeah. kind of thing. But I don't. I'm not the type of person that likes staying in the gym. So it's like I need some sort of other physical right. activity to um, stimulate me. So yeah, I would say that's been kind of difficult because I also feel like when I'm playing a sport and I'm in school, it makes me more focused and mm-hmm. um, driven to do well. Yeah. And so since I don't have that release, it's like oh, where, where do I put all of this energy right. into kind of thing? Something other than school 24-7. Yes, exactly. Like, everyone is, we're like on this bubble. Like we're all focused on this thing, this process um, all the time. And it's like all that anyone talks about, understandably. But yeah, like what you're saying, it's so helpful to have something outside of academics, studying, medical school, clinicals, everything, right? Some it's it's so helpful to have something outside of that to pour your energy into. Um and it and it does make you more focused than when you can go and okay, now it's time to study, now it's time to focus because you've, you know, you've released that pent up energy and now yes, you can like actually yes. fo- sit down and focus on what you need to do for that time. So yeah, that's really good. That's a really good point and I know, I mean, I see you on social media, mm-hmm. you're always like cooking and listening to music and things like that. So like, do you have a creative outlet and um, maybe it's just making things like making good food. Like what, what do you, what are some ways that you try to stay creative and in that way, like take care of yourself as a student? Definitely. Definitely. Um, So yes, definitely cooking and baking is one or I guess that's two. Okay. Oh yeah. You made some cookies. Yes. I did make some cookies. I'll have to give you some. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that's also kind of an outlet for me, Mm. Um, although it's kind of a basic human survival skill. Right. um, But some have it better than others. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's not not put that, you know, (laughs) let's put that caveat there. Not everyone can cook the same as other people. Like, I need some recipes. I need. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. You know, I need some of your tips because, you know, but that's that's the talent. Like, if you're able to make good food regularly i would say that's i mean that's a skill that you like have to hone yes definitely especially being on this island because it's like i could go to walmart at like 1 a.m and be like (laughs) okay yeah i'm gonna make this and that tomorrow but here um there's limited um resources in that aspect and it's like you won't necessarily get the things that you're familiar to so i feel like that's what's pushed me to be creative in that aspect because 
I have to be like, I have to think each week. I like to meal prep each week so that I can get that out of the way on weekends so that I have food for um, the rest of the week. Because when I don't have food, then I lose focus and I get hangry, all this stuff. Right. So if I, I if I have food, I'm just, that's one thing that's out of the way. But um, just being able to put things together and change it up um, every week and just kind of explore um, explore new things through that cooking. Um, I feel like that's also kind of a creative release for me from school. Um, and then I'm also able to share that with people as well. Um, I wish I had more time and energy to like, like you said, like to be able to give tips or make videos on how I made like this 20 minute meal prep kind of thing. And, um, what ingredients like, um, as well as like with the budgeting of um, how I make yeah. my food as well, because that's a big concern given that everything's kind of expensive or not as um, not as um, priced as familiarly as we are back in the States. So I wish I had time to do that. I used to do that back in undergrad. I would make like TikToks with, yeah, of how I prep my food and stuff, but yeah, med school, like a truck. <laughs> so yeah, I don't necessarily have time to do that. But I, I hope that's something that as I continue to um, go on through my journey here, I'm still learning how to manage my time. Right. Even though I'm, I'm on my second semester and finishing up, I still have three more semesters. So being able to, I feel like hopefully I'll be able to find that, mm -hmm. continue to find that balance um and definitely be able to share that with other people yeah sure. okay mm -hmm. yeah that's good i love that you, like what you said about being able to explore new things through cooking and then being able to connect with other people as well because then you, i know you share like your food a lot i've had some of your, your pancakes at one time <laughs> they're really good so those are just some of the i feel like some of the coolest things about like creating things is like exploring new things and then also getting to share that with other people. It helps you connect with other people in a new way, which is always fun. So that's awesome. Switching mm -hmm. gears a little bit. I did mm -hmm. want to talk about um, black male doctors because mm -hmm. you're talking about like, you know, time management, which is something yeah. that I've talked about a lot on this show so far and like balancing time. It's something that I'm always working on and I'm always like asking for tips on how to do that because yes. I want to grow too. But I know you're in black male doctors you're on the e-board right yes you're vice president yes. yes okay vp yes <laughs> yes put some respect on you. <laughs> okay for sure. all right so you're vice president of black male doctors here at ross and so how do you manage like your time with that organization and then how did you um and i i guess maybe this is like a second question mm -hmm. but how did you get into um thinking of men's health and like men in healthcare and like, mm -hmm. why is that a passion for you too? Definitely. definitely. Um, so yes, I think with um, being a part of black male doctors this semester, um, I feel like I have a kind of a separate community mm -hmm. of like-minded individuals that I was hoping to get um, while being in med school. Um, I obviously, um, my undergrad wasn't as diverse as it could have been, but I did have a very strong community mm -hmm. um, to connect with, but I didn't expect to have that in med school. And being a part of Black Male Doctors, 
um, a lot of people think that, oh, yeah, it's just like if you're obviously fit the <laughs> categorization of being black and a male, right. you can, um, it's only for those people. But we really want to emphasize that our organization is to uplift specifically black male, black males that are going into medicine, but also support this idea that we are constantly disadvantaged in um, certain areas and aspects of our life, whether that's in medicine and outside mm-hmm. of that, outside of medicine. Um, at the end of the day, even though I'm going to be a doctor, um, society doesn't really care about that outside of me wearing my white coat, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So that's why we urge people to understand that if you, um, and, and we do have a lot of support in that aspect that yeah. we're just supporting this mission of trying to get more doctors that look like us and mm. be able to create doctors that are not um, selective with their patients and right. can be able to treat patients of all different backgrounds and um, stories and um, illnesses and everything. Because uh, when you look at how medicine has been for so many years, uh, Black Black people usually get the short end of the stick and are test subjects in that aspect and things of that sort. But I, I won't get into all that <laughs> <laughs> whole history, history lesson. There. But yeah, I, I feel like um, I ha- with having this community here, um, it's a lot of people that literally understand what I'm going through or have gone through. Um, Cause yeah, it's a, it's a lot, but it makes it better when somebody actually understands um, in that aspect and being able to connect with other organizations um, as well um, just helps uplift our um, community as a whole and um, just connect with other people. We did an event, clinical skills event, um, I think the last week of October. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of trying to get people to practice their clinical skills um, on fake patients and everything. So I think that's one major thing, being that this is like the first time um, we're having in-person um, practice skills and stuff again since COVID happened. So a lot of people haven't been able to practice like using their stethoscope and all these tools that they gave us Mm -hmm. um, on an actual person. And it's just, you can't necessarily be a doctor just learning how to practice on a patient through your screen. You have to be able to practice that on a real person. And I think just by us doing that event and collaborating with so many different organizations, we really opened um, that door of confidence for a lot of people. Um, cause like some people were like, oh yeah, I've never listened to vowel sounds before. And they're almost about to start going into their rotations, right? you know? So it's like, that's just being able to kind of ignite that fire of like, yeah, this is something that you should kind of be able to do with the back of your, like, no, on the back of your hand mm-hmm. and just be able to make people more confident, um, in practicing those skills because, um, it's different when you're in the classroom and just having that confined space and everybody's looking at you and judging you, but just being able to have that space. So um, I think just our, the organization of black male doctors just trying to 
be able to advocate for everyone Mm -hmm. and advocate for ourselves and just kind of enlighten people about um, our community and the struggles that we have to face inside of school and outside of school. Yeah. That's so cool. And I love that you guys did that. I was there and it was very helpful. (laughs) I like that you guys are creating opportunities for people to learn and apply what they're learning in class, like in actual cases or as real as you can make it, obviously. But yes. yes. And you were my test subject. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was really helpful. And I like what you said there at the end about how you're helping people understand what you go through and like, um, and to see people not for their color or their background per se, but um, to treat people like people when it comes to like clinical work and stuff like that. So what are some of the struggles that black men go through when it comes to mental health, specifically when it comes to emotional health and self-care, like from your perspective, Mm -hmm. because it is Men's Health Month. We're yes. wrapping up November all of a sudden. I don't know where November went, but oh, yeah, tomorrow's it's, December, it's right? Crazy. Basically, yeah. So wrapping up November, but it's still Men's Health Month, so we're gonna stick with that theme. Like to you, what are some of the struggles that men face when it comes to specifically mental health and mm-hmm. emotional health? Because I know that's a really big topic for medical students. So, Definitely. what do you think that looks like? Definitely. Um, in terms of um, my perspective, some of the things that just kind of off my head kind of come to mind. Um, Being a black male, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stigma of like going to the doctor and getting help from, I think the term is probably like white coat syndrome or something. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, in that aspect, um, a lot of black male people, black males, (laughs) a lot of black males are, have fears of going to the doctor because it's like, oh, am I am I gonna be treated well? I don't wanna look less of a man. That that idea kind of comes up a lot. Um, I don't necessarily understand what's going on. And then obviously going back to the whole history of things that have happened to um, black men in medicine and black women, um, especially in medicine. So I would say that's that's one thing. And then also, as I was saying earlier, like in our society, even though like I'm eventually going to have doctor in front of my name, I'm still, I can still be treated as nothing, you know, mm. I can still be disrespected and discriminated against and face that racism on a day-to-day basis just because of the color of my skin and just because of how I look. And so that's another thing, like, in terms of, like, going into, um, like, a year from, yeah, about a year from now, I'm starting to get ready to do rotations and whatnot, um, getting placement and all of that. I have to wonder, are they going to see me for my credentials or are they going to see me for how I look um, in terms of my application and stuff? And I have to hope that they see me because of my credentials. Um, so in that aspect and in that regard, I feel like I have to work like twice or to 10 times as hard. Mm -hmm. So I look just as good as my other counterparts. Um, and so that's kind of another stressor, um, and some sort of pressure to put upon myself, um, as I go through med school, because I feel like I have to work 
way harder, even though, yeah, everybody has to work hard in med school, but you have to work um, twice as hard to kind of get the same respect or same um, um, consequences as my counterparts. And with that, um, with mental health, there's a lot of things that just continue to go on in our society, um, whether it's police brutality or the racism and privileges and stuff. That's just something every day I have to think about. And not everybody has to wake up and think about those kind of things mm-hmm. while while you're going to med school. That's something that I have to think about. And I go to med school and then I come home and I'm still living in that reality. It's not something that I can escape. So I would say it affects your mental health in that aspect because I have to constantly think about how how much my life is worth and whether it's worth as much as other people, um, whether I have a doctor in front of my name or not. So, yeah, um, mental mental health. That's why I'm hoping for this month um, being a part of Black Male Doctors. One thing that I really have been appreciating is that like my fellow board members will just reach out and say like, hey, like, how is everybody doing? Just kind of that type of check-in. Yeah. Um, because I think we tend to go about our days thinking that we're just all right or we're doing fine, but we need to check in on each other. We need to make sure everybody's good, um, whether you're in that organization or not. Just check in with your fellow peers, your students, because not everybody's doing as okay as they say they are. Um, everybody's going through things back mm-hmm. home. Every like the world is constantly yeah. throwing things at us that you can't imagine, and people are just hiding that behind their mask and everything. So um, I think that's one big thing: um, checking in on your friends, um, being able to find spaces where you can release, um, as well as just being able to connect with um, other students from time to time and just be able to um, open up about how you feel and how you're doing mentally and physically, emotionally. Um, because when you don't you just bottle that up and one day it's just gonna kind of explode and that's yeah. that's not healthy. So especially in regards to Men's Health Month, I think that it's important for us to be able to discuss those things openly without feeling like we're going to be judged for it. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. And sometimes it's like you, people like ask like, oh, how are you? How are you all the time? Right. But like when someone asks you like genuinely like, mm-hmm. oh, how are you really doing? You know, and yeah. then you might not even have stopped to think about how you're doing until someone actually asks you and like gets you to open up. And it's like, that's why it's so important, like what you're saying, to actually reach out and genuinely ask people how they're doing. Um, especially like as we're getting closer to like the holidays, a lot of people have a lot of baggage related to the holidays and we're not even going home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's another component um, of people's men- mental and emotional health right now that they might be dealing with um as and as we're prepping for exams so it's mm-hmm. like right now especially right. is a really important time to be thinking about self-care thinking about mental health 
how are we taking care of ourselves? How are we taking care of other people around us? And like reaching out to other people around us. So thank you for highlighting that. Yes, and I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of already answered the question, <laughs> but like what, because I always ask this of everyone, like if you had one piece of advice for people who are listening in this podcast, it's kind of like directed towards medical students, mm-hmm. but I also welcome like any PhD students, like grad students, I know that listen to this, college students who are also, you know, busy in a busy time of their lives. Um, what advice would you have for them when it comes to, you know, especially if they have a creative outlet and they're trying to like give that time and take care of their mental health in that way? Like what are some, what's some advice that you could give them when it comes to taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. um, mental health and emotional health and things like that right. as students? Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, um, for me, um, sometimes I feel like I don't deserve, like, let's say, like, sometimes I feel like I don't deserve, like, a reward after finishing finishing an exam or something like that. But um, I think it's always important to take that mental break after you take an exam because that's... I mean, although it's an exam, it's like a mental fight for your brain. It's still mm-hmm. kind of, it's physical work that you're doing and it's it's strenuous at the end of the day. And with that, I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed to be able to have a great support system from my family mm-hmm. and friends back home. Um, yeah, I miss my friends every day. And um, although I'm not able to talk to them every single day, um, you know, like my on my Snapchat memories will pop up and it's us like chilling at Sonic or something (laughs) or doing something like that. And I send it to them. It's just like being able to reconnect in those memories in that moment for that time. So I would say being able to either have a great support system or develop one Mm -hmm. here. Um, Not everyone is fortunate enough to have um, a support system like that, but I would say that's a very good tactic to have. Um, I know I'm like with me, I did Merck before um, starting med school. And right before Merck, I just had graduated from undergrad. So I kind of like finished college, had like two months, two to three months of getting of my like application cycle. I was accepted. And then I decided to do MERP because I didn't do, I didn't take the MCAT actually. So I did MERP and that kind of was the substitute for preparation. What was, what does MERP stand for again? Um, Medical Education Readiness Program. Program. Okay. So yeah, I didn't have any type of matric, like pre-matriculation before Ross. So I I figured doing MERP would help me prepare for the type of um, stuff I was going to face in med school. So for me, I feel like I've been in med school for a year now. Basically. And so, <laughs> so I'm kind of hitting a wall for the holidays, being able to go home um, and just connect with my family again and connect with my friends. I feel like that'll give me the um, reset that I need to start my next semester out even stronger. Because, um, yeah, I feel like with these weeks co- um, coming close to final exams and everything, I'm hitting kind of a mental block. And it's like, it's very sluggish and not my, I don't feel at my fullest capacity in terms of um, studying and everything. So I think 
having my support system going back will be kind of that reset button I need um, to start even stronger next semester. So that's another tactic that I um, feel like is important for all med students. Yeah. And I would say, hmm, I would say last, I don't really know how to phrase it, but I think just being able to explore new things in med school is important, whether that's through food, um, whether that's through hobbies, um, sports and exercise and physical activities, um, being able to explore whether you like this field of medicine or mm -hmm. what maybe you don't like that field of medicine. I think we all we always try to find what we like, yeah. but it's also important to find out what you don't like so you can use that to navigate what you should put your focuses into as well. So I think, yeah, I would say, yeah, ex being open to exploring yeah. in med school as well. I love that. That's really good advice. And you're definitely not alone when it comes to feeling mm -hmm. sluggish and like yeah. the end of the semester, you're not alone, trust me. <laughs> like right. it's definitely, it's a challenge, mm -hmm. but like you said, like taking mental breaks helps a lot. Connecting with your support system, even virtually right now until we're able to get back home. Right. I can't wait. I'm just right. like you, like I'm looking forward to the holidays for sure. And then, um, yeah, I like what you said about exploring new things as well. That's a really good point. Like just being open to new adventures, to new challenges, things that you don't like, like what you said about right. different specialties that you might not like, like being open to opportunities to explore them and things like that. So, oh, that was really mm. good. Thank you, Thank you for you. sharing. Of course. Um, right. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I think, I think we're all set, but if you want to say anything else before we close, you can. Um, no. Um, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, just like um, kind of, again, as a word of advice, I think mm -hmm. we all know med school is hard. Um, and I feel like it's always this personal battle between yourself of, oh, can I actually do this? Can I actually be a doctor? Um, am I adequate enough? That question mm -hmm. like always comes, I, at least for me. Um, that question always comes up for me, but I think the most important thing is to um, remember your purpose and remember your drive for even being in place, being in place to be in med school right now. What made you want to go to med school? I'm sure everybody gets that question in your medical interview. I feel like being able to revisit that from time to time will give you that kind of that kickstart um, of this is why I'm here and this is why I deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because that that mental battle with yourself of, am I good enough to be a doctor? Am I gonna be a doctor? Am I gonna make it? Um, you're, you're, you're your biggest competition at the end of the day and everyone's journey to and throughout med school is different. and. Um, I think it's, we tend to compare ourselves to others when we just need to compare ourselves to our former, to our former selves. So 
that's yeah thank you i think yeah. that's important that's a really really good piece of advice and encouragement and i hope everyone enjoyed hearing this conversation i enjoyed this chat with you so thank you thank you for all that advice all of your um thank you for sharing about your background and everything it's been very generous of you to spend this time i know you could literally be studying <laughs> like i could be studying but it's very generous generous of you to spend this time because you never know how it can bless someone else so thank you for blessing me Absolutely. and blessing everyone else who's listening um everyone you should all go follow Ezzy on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> because he's very entertaining and he will definitely encourage you throughout the week and make you laugh at least once throughout the week <laughs> thank you, I so that. I mean if you want to share your Instagram handle you can it's up to you but uh, I don't you don't even, have to I don't remember how I spelled it um I think it is a f r i k v n g easy i so it's like mm -hmm. i don't honestly i don't know how to explain my instagram name but <laughs> that's, it's supposed to be like african ezzy but it's supposed to be like african king ezzy oh yeah i was trying to put it together but i think it looked better in my head <laughs> and then i changed it i was like it's uh. okay i can put it in the show notes <laughs> so, so, but here we are yeah i can put it in the show notes <laughs> okay so sure. everyone can find you if they want to follow you if they want to keep up with your life sure, um sure. but thank you for being yes. on the show thank you for having me i appreciate of course. it thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of creatively by estelle i hope you feel encouraged by today's episode as you start this week and if you have a moment i would love for you to just share this episode with a friend if you liked it or with someone who you think this could be encouraging to it would really help the show also if you really loved this episode if you wouldn't mind going to apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating this show it would really help us reach more more people through this show and grow our creatively community. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.